Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good evening, everyone. It is Sunday, January the 14th, 2024. It is currently 6.49 p.m. Central Time, and I am coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. Now, there's a part of me that wants to stop and start whining and crying and complaining about how cold it is outside. In fact, even right here in the studio right now, it's cold. It's freezing right now because as soon as I turn off the little space heater in the studio, well, the temperature just drops. Yes, we have gotten that polar vortex, winter apocalypse, cold front has entered into the Texas area. Uh, The current temperature here in West Texas is, what is it, ladies and gentlemen? It is 17 degrees, I believe. I believe it's 17 degrees. I think that's what it looks like. We're under a wind chill advisory. It's going to get into single digits tonight. Wind chill is going to be below zero. It's just like the end of the world as we know it. And I don't feel fine. You you, you know, okay. You don't know. Never mind. Okay. All right. So a music reference, a music reference, but it's cold. I'm in the studio, but you know what? Whether I'm cold, whether I'm in the studio, no matter what's going on, we do have something very important that's going on. Not that the cold is not important, not that the other things going on in your life are important, but there is at least one other thing going on that is very important. And I know that it's January the 14th and you probably have already forgotten about it, but that is the Sermons 2.0, the Sermons 2.0 app sermon challenge of 2024. I'm encouraging everyone, challenge everyone to download the Sermons 2.0 app. Google, Apple, download it. Once you download the Sermons 2.0 app, then I'm challenging you each day, just at random, take the app, go to the discovery tab, just pull down, look, look for, uh, uh, go under newest sermons, discovery tab. Now you can look anywhere you want, but then just grab a random sermon, listen to the random sermon, make sure in your notebook, you write down the name of the sermon, you write down the name of the church, you can write down the scripture. And then when the sermon is over, write like a one sentence summary of what you got from it, just that it will help you remember what the sermon was about. Hopefully when it's over, the you ha- have a sermon for every Every day of 2024, you can also take notes and then put page numbers and then put the little page number in your list. And we talked about all of that. We want you to do that. We want you listening. We want you to hearing different perspectives, different hermeneutical approaches. We want you hearing sermons about things that maybe you never would have even considered listening to, but doing it randomly, not just trying to act like it's, you know, a buffet where you go in and go, I want a little bit of this and I want a little bit of that. I want a little bit of this. It's, it's no, you're going in and being challenged and hearing perspectives. You may like it. You may dislike it. You may agree. You may disagree, but that being challenged like that is a positive thing. And what we're doing in the sermons 2.0 app sermon challenge, I know I, I should have come up with a, a better way of <laughs> summarizing it, but by saying it, it lets you know everything you need to know. It's the Sermons 2.0 app. It's a sermon challenge. It kind of gives you an idea of everything about it. I know it, it's very wordy and it doesn't just like flow, but that's okay. Sometimes during our Sermons 2.0 app sermon challenge, <laughs> very, very just doesn't work, but you get the idea. I turn on the microphone. And I'm like, all right, today is all about this. And I give you a topic or I give you a passage. 
And then the next day, you, you're still going to do random. You're going to look up that topic. You're going to look up that scripture. Then you're going to just choose from the sermons randomly, again, randomly. And you're going to listen. And whatever you get is whatever you get. And then you can share what you find and what you discovered. Well, tomorrow, tomorrow, for your sermons, 2.0 app sermon challenge, your whole day is going to be focused on, well, a light going out. A light going out. And I want you to tell me, well, do they believe the light going out was significant? Do they believe it was insignificant? Do they believe the light going out has anything to do with what is described before and what comes after? What, what, how do they handle this light supposedly going out? What, what do they do with it? And I want to know what they do with it because that's what we spent this morning talking about in the first hour at Victory Baptist Church this morning. We spent an entire hour talking about this light going out. Was it significant? Was it not significant? We gave the different kind of interpretive hypotheses. I give you my own kind of textual argument for thinking maybe it's a little bit more significant and maybe there's some symbolism going on here that sometimes we may miss, but I want you tomorrow to work on it. Now, if you don't remember, if you did not listen to my message this morning, well, we were in 1 Samuel chapter 3 because we're also following the historical lectionary, the liturgical calendar. That's another series that we're working on. And so today we were in 1 Samuel chapter 3 for the Old Testament reading, where we read these words. And I'm going to read what wasn't a part of the lectionary, but for context. 1 Samuel chapter 3 verse 1. And the child, Samuel, Samuel, ministered unto the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. So read this again. And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. The reason I stumbled over my words is this one breaks everything down. This Bible, I just happened to pick this Bible up because it was closest to me, breaks everything down very phonetically. So you could be Samuel, right? Samuel, right? So when you, when you see it broken down, you want to kind of start trying to almost say it phonetically, but okay. And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli and the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. Now those I, I believe are two absolutely important phrases that kind of sets up what I think is going on in this narrative. But there, the word of God is precious means it's rare. It's rare in those days. It's like a, a a precious jewel that's hard to discover, and it was it was precious, it was rare, and there was no open vision. That there there was no revelation, in a sense, God was silent. It was it was a sense that there something is going on spiritually, and it came to pass at that time when Eli was laid down in his place, and his eyes began to wax dim that he could not see. So, the word of God is rare. There's no vision no revelation. And the priest, he, he can't see. He's blind. And is he blind just physically or is he blind spiritually? Well, we, 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 we discussed that this morning. Verse 3, 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 3. And ere the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and Samuel was laid down to sleep. So before the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and Samuel was laid down to sleep. So Samuel's laying down to sleep in the temple, and this is before the lamp goes out. Now, some people say, well, that air before the lamp goes out 
it just signifying time that it was in the middle of the night because the lamp would go out in the morning. Others are like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This lamp was to never go out. It was to burn continually. This is this is a, a shown of, of derelict, dereliction of duty. This shows their spiritual apathy. This shows their spiritual complacency. What are they doing? The priest should not be blind and laying down. The priest should be like, I've got to watch the lamp. It cannot go out. And people have very different opinions on this. So should the lamp gone out? Is it normal for it to go out? Did it, did it signify something bad? Did it signify something insignificant? Is it simply only there to inform you of the time that it was in the middle of the night and what it wasn't yet morning when the lamp would go out? Was the lamp only to burn between the sun going down and the sun coming up? Was it only supposed to be at night? Was it supposed to be burning day and night? Oh, it seems that there's much disagreement. That means for the Sermons 2.0 app challenge tomorrow, your whole day is dedicated to this light going out. I want you to look up sermons on 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. 1 Samuel 3, 1 through 3. 1 Samuel 3, 1 through 3. I want you to find random sermons and start listening. I would love to know what sermon you're listening to. If there's something significant in one, give me the timestamp. If you think it's something that should be reviewed or talked about, please send that to me. But I want us to see what we can find tomorrow. Now, if you didn't hear my sermon from this morning, you can go listen. It does not count. My sermons don't count in the Sermons 2.0 app challenge. It does not count in any way, shape, or form. What counts are the other random sermons, okay? All right. Now, I guess if you want to count mine, I guess if you come upon mine randomly, I guess it could count. But in this particular case, if you want a little bit more background and hear us trying to figure it out and work through it and asking a lot of questions and wait, trying to put things in chronological order and go, well, could it be this? Could it be that? If you want to hear us just kind of almost have a conversation, talk through it, try to figure it out in real time during Sunday school, then by all means, go listen. Uh, but I still want you to pick random sermons. Now, if you, tomorrow, now, since I'm giving this to you at uh, it's almost 7 p.m. Central Time, you can listen to one tonight, you can listen to one tomorrow, or you could wait till tomorrow, maybe listen to two tomorrow, maybe you could listen to three. Just make it a whole day about the light going out. You may already have your mind made up of what it means, but it may be based more off the preaching you've heard than actual thinking about it. So listen to other sermons and see, do your own study. Tomorrow is all about the light going out, right? That's all. I think there used to be an old radio drama called Lights Out. I think it was called Lights Out. I'm almost positive. I know my classic radio drama, Lights Out, or something like that. I can't remember exactly how the intro went, all right? So I believe it was called Lights Out. So um, so we're going to talk about this light, not lights, light going out. Now, Samuel was sleeping before it went out. Now, it also seems that Eli was laid down in his place. So, Eli is sleeping. Samuel sleeping. Was anyone supposed to be watching the light? Was anybody supposed to be tending the light? Was anyone supposed to be ensuring that the light did not go out? Was this a sign of spiritual apathy? Was it nothing? Was it just signifying, hey, the light always, the light always burns out by morning. It's not, it's not no big deal. But wait a minute, does Exodus seem to imply it's supposed to burn continually, but only continually between morning, evening and night? But if nobody is watching it, was someone supposed to be watching? Oh, I've got so many questions.
So I don't know where you are, but I know a good portion of the United States of America right now, it is freezing cold outside. In fact, some places it is dangerously cold, like dangerous, dangerously cold. Now, if not tonight, it's going to be tomorrow. So stay warm. And while you're staying warm, maybe you're sitting inside. I don't know. Maybe you're drinking coffee. I don't know what you're doing. Open up the window and go, man, it's cold out there. But in here, wherever here is, you're going to focus on 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. And hopefully, you'll find it interesting, engaging, informative. And you'll know more about that light going out than you knew before you started the challenge. So that's what I want you to do tomorrow for the Sermons 2.0 app sermon challenge. Light out. What do you think? What do you think? When I arrived at church, I had like some, I had certain thoughts in my mind about how I wanted to approach it. But then as soon as I started, I kind of like, well, you know, I'm going to approach this. I really not everyone agrees on this. So let me, let me look up, you know, let's look up some different interpretations and let's see. So I kind of decided to take kind of a step back and it was kind of like a last minute, like I kind of wanted to go one direction, but then I'm like, well, that's how most churches would do so, right? If most churches are convinced that this light going out signifies something, they're going to preach it dogmatically like this, this means this, where I have a tendency to go, wait, there are lots of different approaches to it. Let's try to consider them all and see what we come up with. I don't know if my, I don't know if the people present I think there was kind of like a little back and forth. I don't, I think that some of them kind of, well, I think it's just part of the narrative giving us a timestamp, but the rest of the stuff seems so like it's, it's just seems like the, the entire narrative is so trying to make a point about the spiritual condition. And I think the word of God being rare, no open vision. I think even Eli being blind and, and I, I, I could be wrong. I didn't even think about this. I know there was some disabilities that disqualified you from being a priest. There were some disabilities listed. I I don't know if it's Deuteronomy, Numbers, Leviticus, maybe Exodus, that it lists like if, if, if you have this or this or this, you cannot be a priest. Was blindness a disabling, a, dis, a, a disability that disqualified you from being a priest? Hang on, I'm going to, I'm going to check something. I'm 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 ch- I'm checking something. So just stay with me here. All right. I this is in real time research. Hang on. Here we go. All right. Hang on. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for an answer here. I'm waiting for an answer. I'm asking AI. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We missed this this morning. How did I miss this? I didn't even think about it. Okay, according to AI, in the Old Testament, blindness was indeed considered a disqualification for serving as priest. According to the book of Leviticus, which outlines many of the laws and regulations for the priesthood, there were several physical characteristics and conditions that would prevent someone from becoming a priest, including blindness. Leviticus 21, 17 through 23. Oh, 
Ah, so now I wonder, it, w- it, it would prevent you from becoming a priest, but if you went blind as a priest, then are you disqualified? I didn't even catch that this morning. I bl- anyone who was listening to my sermon this morning, the fact that nobody else caught it, you're all to blame. I blame every single one of you. I'm con- I'm going to have I'm going to e- I'm going to email the- I'm going to text the people at my church right now saying, "You're all at fault." <laughs> Actually, it's my fault. I don't know how I di- I didn't even think about that. It just didn't even didn't even register. And then all of a sudden I'm talking about going, oh my goodness, what am I doing? Because now if you put it all together, the light going out, I think fits. Now I'm maybe even more convinced. Okay. So first Samuel chapter three, we have the word of God was precious, rare, right? Means hard to find. There's no open vision. All right. Clearly that's the spiritual condition. Then Eli is blind. He can't see. It seems to be a disqualifying condition. And not, not, see this Bible, none of my Bibles and their cross-reference even cross-references Leviticus. So we will, we'll have to do more research on that. Then the lamp went out or the, before the lamp went out, Samuel's sound asleep. If you put all of that together, it seems like every one of those verses are there to show you the spiritual condition of the time. And everything in chapter one and chapter two leading up to this shows you how bad the situation was. I, it just seems weird to me that verse one and two, well, chapter one, chapter two, they're showing you how bad the spiritual condition was primarily in the priesthood at the time. Eli, his sons, all the things that are going bad. Then you get to chapter three and then you just like, boom, the word of God is rare. That, okay. Oh, wait, what's going on? It, there's no open vision. Wait, the priest is blind and wait, the lamp was going out in the mornings. I think it all goes together, but we'll see how other pastors handle it. Let's see how many other pastors, see if any pastors catch the Eli was blind part and connect it to Leviticus. I'm not saying Leviticus 100% applies here, or at least I'm not going to say that dogmatically now because I just thought about it. I just thought about it, but I think it's a disqualification. If it's a disqualification, should Eli been even priest at the time? Or if you become blind after you become the priest, it's good. If you're blind before you become a priest, you can't. But once you become a priest, it's okay. Well, if he's blind, he doesn't. He can't tell if the light. I mean, I guess he could tell if the lamp has gone out if he gets close to it. I don't know. I don't know. No, I, I got questions. All right. Now, now we're we're really see. I love when I turn on the microphone and we kind of just stumble into something. So the light going out. So what you're going to be listening for tomorrow and light out day is, was it a disqualification for Eli being a priest and being blind? Should he have no longer been the priest? And that light going out, did it just signify that it was nighttime or did it signify in any way, shape or form that this was something spiritually wrong? Let me know what you find. News, if at yahoo.com. That's news, if at yahoo.com. All right. Thanks for listening. Everyone have a great night. I want to, I want to, I want to just start teaching on it again. I want to start teaching on it again, but I won't. I've already taught for an hour today. So I'll stop myself. I'll stop myself. All right. Now I feel, how did I miss that this morning? I don't even know. I don't even know how I missed that this morning. All right. We may have to 
work. We will be working on it again tomorrow. I can guarantee you. All right. Newsif at yahoo.com. Your task, sermons 2.0 app, sermon challenge, sermons on 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 through 3, about the light going out. And also look for and listen for Eli being blind. Was that disqualifying? Thanks for listening. Everyone have a great day, great night, and have a great light out day. God bless.